You're about to hear the end of a conversation that Anthony and I have had. Are you ever curious about what we're talking about? Well, you can hear all of those conversations because those conversations in full are delivered to our patrons. Yep, you head to patreon.com slash wehaveconcerns. You get all that bonus audio. You can also get early episodes and hangouts and secret mail. <gasps> patreon.com slash wehaveconcerns to find out how. Don't tweet, Jeff. You're bad at Twitter. Twitter makes you bad. Yeah. Twitter makes you feel bad and bad. It makes you feel sick and don't tweet. Bad. And if you and if you're listening out there and Twitter makes you feel bad, don't tweet. Twitter's not important. This is We Have Concerns. Hi, Jeff Canada. Hi, Anthony Carboni. Hello, concerned citizens. Anthony, we have established on this show, and I think it's it's common knowledge. Uh, space is trying to kill you. Oh. All day, every day. You you want to go to space? Get ready to die. Listen, as far as we know. We are literally behind the only force field that stops fit space from killing you. That's right. Spaceship in the, Earth, in the entire universe. In the universe, as far as we have found, yeah. this is the only <laughs> blast shield that protects you from space killing you instantly. And what kind of idiots want to go beyond the blast shield? Me. Yeah, me too. But, <laughs> so we're that kind of idiot. Yeah, exactly. Uh, some interesting new information because I think we sort of accept the fact that space is trying to kill us in the abstract. Yeah, sure. We watched the, we watched the Damon on the Mars, yeah. have all kinds of various problems with oxygen. All solved by potatoes. All solved by poop and potatoes. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think we really grok the varying difficulties that one might encounter in space. I feel like I do. Well, there's a new article in Wired that was sent to us by Marshall Thompson. Uh, thank you so much, Marshall, for sending it. He sent it to wehaveconcernshow at gmail.com. Uh, we also have a subreddit at wehaveconcerns.reddit.com and a Facebook group that's gaining every day. I, all, I, all I get are notifications of people joining the Facebook group. It's, it's awesome. blowing up. It's blowing up. I th- you know what? I think Facebook might catch on. That's the feeling I'm getting as well. <laughs> uh, it's uh, facebook.com slash groups slash wehaveconcerns. That's right. So this is an article all about something that has literally never happened. In what, the 60, 70 years we've been taking human beings into space? Never happened yet. Boning. Well, no, that's, I'm sure that's happened. There's well, been some space there's, boning. There's, there's been, no one will give there's me a straight answer. Several miles high club. I've yeah. literally hung out with astronauts and no one will give me a straight oh, answer. I hung out with an astronaut once uh, for a, a show I was doing. And he totally winked and, and gave me the like, yeah, he but gave me the winky wink. But is that an astronaut trying to be cool? They don't have to. They're already cool. But astronauts are like the coolest nerds, right? (laughs) And I I do get this feeling that like sometimes astronauts want to make staying up there sound cooler than it is. (laughs) Well, this is not about boning, but it is about bones. Uh, We have never had to do surgery in space on a human being. All the calamities that have happened and there have been a lot. There have been disasters. There have been problems. There have been things that went wrong. None of them have involved breaking a bone, having a laceration. So here's what's up. On the space station, if they are doing an experiment that has to do with liquids, mm-hmm. they do it in what's called a glove box, right? That's right. Because every because like liquids it, go everywhere. Because they bring their car. Yeah. And the, all, but all you the- keep two flares <laughs> in, in the ISS. You go, up to the, you go up to the cockpit and you open it up. Yep. And what's in there? Two road flares, yeah. a map. And License your, and your, registration. Your insurance. Yeah, yeah, exactly. For the space station, in case a green lantern pulls you over, I guess. 
Uh, no, so the glove box is basically, it's what it sounds like. You put your hands into these two gloves, right. and the, it's like a clear acrylic box, and you mix your liquids in there because liquids go everywhere. You can't control what happens. Things move in space until they hit something that stops them. Right. So imagine, if you will, uh, you start bleeding. <laughs> Where's your blood going? Everywhere. Everywhere. Honestly, bleeding is the least, is the most inconsiderate <laughs> thing you can do on the space station. <laughs> do not bleed. Do that not bleed the, on the, the space first station. sign you see when you enter the space Honestly, station. Honestly, a, a very real thing. So yesterday for the, uh, for the Science and Star Wars show, we had a great guest. We had uh, Katie Coleman, mm. who was uh, NASA's chief of robotics for a while. Uh, she w- spent 159 days living on the space station. And one of the things she told me is like, oh yeah, the, uh, you know, we have those 3D printers now. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're printing tools and stuff. And she's like, yeah, but mostly spoons and scissors. Huh. I was like, why? She's like, because everybody loses their spoons and scissors. And I was like, where the fuck do your spoons go, Katie yeah. Coleman? Where is there for them to go? Right. And she's like, well, the space station's like the size of 10 train cars. Wow. You're going to lose it's your spoons. It's got nooks and crannies too. You're going to lose your spoons. You know what though? You but can the you, flying scissors. I was just going to say that that it's one thing to lose spoons, but don't lose the scissors, please. That's irresponsible. <laughs> that's not good. And that's what I told her. I looked in this astronaut's eyes and I said, "That's very irresponsible <laughs> of you. Do not let a flying scissor hit you in any any place." God no. <laughs> so, you know, a scissor hits you. I mean, you watch you watch astronauts do that thing where it's like, "Look, I'm going to I'm going to Little bubble of water out oh, of my water bottle. Like, boop, boop, boop. But they imagine they, that that's you're blood. not allowed to do that if you're new. <laughs> Honestly, like you're you're not allowed to. She told me like you have to be up there for a couple months before they let you try to do any water tricks it's, because it's like, shit splatters everywhere. It's like playing Stairway to Heaven in the guitar store. Oh, no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 don't. Please, you're not allowed. Don't. What is that? Van Halen's eruption. You're not ready. No, 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 you are no. not ready. Uh, in fact, in this article, there is a reference to a 2009 paper in the Journal of Trauma Management and Outcomes called Severe Traumatic Injury During Long-Duration Space Flight. God, add the Journal of Trauma Management and Outcomes to my list. Yeah, we need that one. Oh, we need that I bet one. it's morbid as hell. I want to <laughs> be on, I want to get that, that journal. Quarterly? Oh. You know what, though? You skip right to the outcomes. It's better than a loot crate. It's a loot crate for someone like me. It is. But you know, you, you don't waste your time reading on the first few pages of the management. No, I don't want to hear the out- just, I don't want to hear the abstract. Just jump right to the outcomes. I'm not reading what the abstract. What happened? Give me figure one. <laughs> I just want to see the photos. Oh, no. uh, so in this, uh, in this paper, they basically said that, uh, and this is kind of the rule in, in, in space. If you are bleeding more than 100 milliliters per minute, you're dead in space. You're dead. 100 milliliters is not much. Not a lot. In fact, they say do not waste the anticoagulant bandages on a astronaut who's who's bleeding more than 100 milliliters per minute because it's just a waste of materials. Now, how much is 100 milliliters per minute? Do they do they kind of quantify that in terms of what like sort kind of kind of injury? Kind no. of injury is that like a deep cut? Uh, it's like yeah, like a is third that like Radiohead's the national anthem? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> It's uh, it doesn't sound like a lot. I, I didn't really look it up, but basically, you know, you you because what happens in space is your blood actually is thinned, uh, and so it's the kind of thing where if you're you're taking blood thinners on on Earth, <laughs> if a normal person taking blood thinners and they start bleeding, they can bleed out really easily because the blood just flows and flows. Well, that's what space does to you. Wow. Okay. So you just googled it. I just googled it. Uh, and hmm. all I can, all I can get, and this is why we don't, people ask us why we don't look things up during the show. 
Here's why we don't look things up during the show. Number one, we're very smart. <laughs> right. No, that's the chief reason. Number one, super smart. <laughs> well, Number two, when you look up like how much blood is like 100 milliliters a second, 100 milliliters a second, or what, what kind Sla- of injury. Slash image. What kind of injury is 100 milliliters a second? The top three Google results are all about like if your period flow is 100 milliliters a oh. second, definitely go see a doctor. Well, but that's telling. That's that very telling. That's, that's not, more than normal. Yeah. For a period. Yeah, but I, I mean, we're not experts. But uh, it does telling that it, that's impossible that a human being could do and not not be close to death. One of the headlines for this is vagina or Niagara, which I think that's not cool. No, I, and I think like I think on the page it probably looked funnier than it is when you actually phonetically read that. Yeah. So whoever wrote that article. Anyway, so anyway, when, it's a lot. It's well, it's a lot. It's it's a it's a it's not too much that you would die on Earth, but yeah. in space they go, you're fucked. Yeah, you are dead. Listen, just by being in space, you're losing one and a half percent of your bone mass every month. Right. So we've never had a, a an astronaut break a bone in space, mm-hmm. but your bones are way more likely to break in space. Yeah. And if your bone breaks in space, what do they do? That is the entire subject of this article. What do they do? Because there are tons of problems uh, in space on the idea of doing traumatic surgery. First of all, they don't even fucking train the, the astronauts how to do it because no one knows it, what, what it would take. No one knows. No one knows. So why train the astronauts in a shit that is going to be, all they're going to be doing is calling down to surgeons on Earth anyway and, and, you know, and getting expert advice. So there's no point in training you in things that are just question marks. Yeah. So basically what they're saying is IV bags won't work. IV Because where, where would it flow? There's no there, gravity it, to, to, there's no gravity. Relies on gravity to work. And the way b- bubbles work. What if you put it into a bellows? What if you put a bunch of blood into a bellows <laughs> and you're just like, yeah, or like an accordion. <laughs> <laughs> Why do we have all these accordions on the space station? Well, the accordion is to deliver pressurized blood in case of an injury. The monkey is just for thematic purposes. I mean, if you've got an accordion. Yeah, you got to have a monkey. You got to have a monkey. He's great, though. Plus, people love videos of monkeys in little astronaut outfits. Hey, Gordon, uh, d- don't play the uh, accordion today. <coughs> oh, I think there's like three or four <coughs> pairs of scissors in there. <laughs> um, yeah, like why bother training? Because it's never happened. We don't know what would happen. You'd have to call down anyway. But this is, this is kind of uh, genuinely frightening to me because now I'm thinking about appendicitis as i always do yeah and imagine you're an astronaut that's got to get your appendix out in space somebody cuts you open all your all your insides go floating yeah they go floating around yeah not only that can you imagine somebody has to have some sort of like a stomach surgery and just intestine just starts like like a magician's scarf yeah or (laughs) yeah if it doesn't flow out the other thing that could happen is it forms like a sphere around the incision Mm mm-hmm and now you can't see what you're trying to operate on because right. you're looking through a bubble of gore. Yeah, a gore bubble. A gore bubble, which previously was only a, a thing you referred to in, in talking about uh, facts in the environment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like that three years where we really cared about facts. We called that <laughs> a gore, gore bubble. bubble. Um, the other thing that they're doing to try to learn about how this would actually work, check this out, Anthony. This is insane. They're literally... Doing, doing medical procedures on animals on the vomit comet. Hell yeah. They're fucking going in the vomit comet, which is, if you're not aware. And by they, we mean, okay, go. 
That's <laughs> the new video. The band OK Go is on the Vomit Comet, and every time it goes into its parabola and they start floating, they number one, they do a single, they do a single shot music video, it's and amazing. they save the life of a tiny dog. The tiny dog to the beat, all the sponsored rhythm. by Morton Salt. <laughs> of an OK Go video. It's an amazing song too, by the way. Uh, it doesn't have anything to do with surgery. I but can't remember a single OK works. Go song. I can, very I can only popular. remember the good, I can only remember the videos. I couldn't sing along with an OK Go song if I tried. And that's why I don't trust them to figure out space surgery. Yeah. Uh, so that's cool. So they're trying it on the Vomit Comet. So they, they take these animals up. Vomit Comet uh, goes into its parabola. You've got 50, what is it? It's only 15 seconds of weightlessness or yeah. something. But they're like slicing into an animal quick. To find out what the fuck happens. Oh, this is some like from hell, the Nick shit going on. I'm telling you, dude, this is the kind of thing that a hundred years from now they they talk about as being this horrific, uh, you know, primitive way that human beings were trying to learn. It's like a guar concert right there. (laughs) That's like the first two rows of a guar concert. So can you just imagine? It's just like, all right, here we go. It's in about three seconds. Two and one. Go. Come here, Rex. (laughs) Just, oh god, I'm gonna throw up. I mean, I'm just gonna throw up because of the genuine, like, just the vomit comet stuff. Like, yeah, I was gonna throw too. up anyway. But also the gore of the dog that we just vivisected. Here's what's up. Here's something that we learned on this parabola. <laughs> Strap the dog down. Yeah. Also, the bottom of the parabola very messy for everyone. It's messy all the way. <laughs> but really, the bottom of the parabola is where you want like a uh, like a Gallagher or SeaWorld style poncho. Bring your tarp. Bring your tarp. Um, so yeah. what have they what have they found? What have they learned? Uh, they've learned that we are fucked. Oh, if, cool. if an astronaut has to have surgery in space, we're fucked. We literally do not have the technology to to do it. Uh, Vice actually uh, filed a Freedom of Information Act uh, request to find out what medical gear is even on board the International Space Station. And scissors and spoons. Scissors and spoons all the way down. <laughs> uh, they found they have a, a big pharmacy. Serious drugs. Hell yeah, I bet they do. But there's a problem with drugs too. If you pop them out of the blister uh, pack, yeah, uh, they oxidize immediately in in space. So you're useless. You're pretty much fucked anyway. They have EpiPens. Fucking sure. shit ton of EpiPens. And yeah, they but have, you can't get high off an EpiPen. No. Uh, I, I'm sure you've tried. No, I don't, I don't know. No, uh, I haven't they tried. Have, they have uh, automated uh, emergency defibrillator and uh, diagnostic equipment like blood pressure cuffs and an ultrasound device. Ultrasound can tell you if you're bleeding internally. Right. Or it monitors the fluid level in your eyeballs, mm-hmm. which is something they need to worry about there as well. But that's it. That's it. So the first astronaut that fucking break something or has a major laceration or needs some sort of surgery appendicitis in space there's no they're just fucked they're fucked uh oh geez commander austin tex uh, yeah tex i yeah. uh i was going through the hallway to node three uh you know by the cloud of scissors oh yeah we really should get that cleaned up yeah we keep meaning to clip but they just they have so much momentum. They really are moving, aren't they? Uh, they really are. Yeah. Uh, anyway, sir, I needed to get through the cloud of scissors to get my spoon. Uh-huh. And, uh, oh, I you wanted to eat. I should have just printed a new spoon. I know you you're always telling me that's what it's for. Printed the a new printer. spoon, son. And I got a slight paper cut. Uh-oh. It's just a slight one, though. Did you, t- did you try sucking it up? 
Like you got to suck it up. Well, it's making a huge bubble around. Oh Jesus! Yeah, it's just a slight paper cut, I think. Oh man. Do we have like do we have like a rubber band or a tourniquet or something, Commander Austin? I'm. Uh, here's the thing, Jimmy. When I was going through commander training, uh-huh. uh huh. I also uh, became a uh, a reverend, and I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to give you the last rites right now. Oh boy. Yeah. But it's just a little. No, it looks it looks like something that wouldn't even uh, bother you in any other situation. Mm-hmm. But uh, oh, you're you're gonna die, <sighs> Commander Austin. I'm not questioning your leadership, and mm-hmm. it's not so much that I'm afraid to die, even though I am terribly, terribly afraid to die. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but last week we had the guy who jammed his finger. Yeah. Uh, Stevenson. Yeah. Uh, you jettisoned him out into space. Yeah. He uh, he's better off. I'll uh, just say uh, he he. There was a lot of screaming. Mm-hmm. And a lot of uh, complaint. Yes, there was. But I think we all can agree it was a beautiful moment. I mean, terrifying. I would say terrifying in a beautiful way, right? I mean, I the guess- way that like a like a you know uh, a painting of uh, boy, this blood bubble is getting huge. Yeah, no, it's really moving. Uh, and it, what? About, and then there was, and then there was Commander Levinson. Uh, and uh, uh, Levinson. Yeah, you know we boned in space. Did you? Yeah. Are you just saying that? Wink, wink. Oh boy. Here we go. Yeah, but uh, I'm gonna tell everyone about it. <laughs> and she, she literally just had like some pink eye. Yeah, I gave it to her. Oh, it's a weird thing I'm into. Wait a minute. Uh huh. But you jettisoned her into space, right? And yeah. if you had the pink eye, well, wait a minute. What's going on here, Commander Austin? Uh, just step right. Are to you your even le- Commander Austin? Turn to your left. Sl- <laughs> Uh, we must take over the ship. <laughs> I mean, just reason number 473 not to go into space, right? This is really, really terrifying. Uh, it's it's pretty crazy how little we know about what to even do in that situation because it's never happened. We hope it never happens, but it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. If we start going on longer and longer space flights, Elon Musk talking about putting people on Mars, we want to keep people in space longer. It's going to happen. Somebody's going to break something. Somebody's going to trip. Somebody's going to slash something. Scissors are going to fall. And right now, these crews, I mean, we think about these like hydroponic food experiments and things like that they're doing on the space station with, with you know, oh, they're growing tiny little gardens. But it's not like the Martian. They're not sending a botanist up there. Right. They don't have the money or they don't have, they don't have the money or the resources to just use one of the beds on the space station for a botanist. Yeah. What they do when they have like these food experiments is like somebody calls down. They're like, right. okay, I'm like, I'm watering the plants as much as you said to water them. And it looks like the plants are dying. So they, they call down or they send an email. Yeah. And two days later they get an email back. That's like, okay, we'll change up the water. Like you can't do that. We don't have the resources to literally send a doctor up there yet. They, they in fact have 20 NASA flight surgeons whose job it is to talk the astronauts through medical problems. Yeah, but we don't send them up. No, we don't. Because they're not astronauts. They're not astronauts, and we don't train the astronauts in medical procedures. It's, this is There's not too an Arma- much other shit for them to train in. This is not an Armageddon situation. No. You don't, tra- you don't train an oil driller to be an astronaut. <laughs> right. You don't do it. No, uh, but they, they interviewed one of these NASA flight surgeons, and uh, they said they wouldn't talk specifics because this doctor-patient confidentiality applies in space. Yeah, but and the snipers. They said they have answered uh, questions ranging from uh, slightly worried emails on the ISS to full-blown team meetings with specialists teleconferencing in. 
So there've been people in the ISS gone like, um, that doesn't look right. Yeah. <laughs> we need to call and some they're all, specialists. And they're all sitting around the intercom, including right. the person who's injured. Right. And it's just like, well, uh, we're, we're going to find out. Hold on one second. We're just going to call down and find out if you're going to die. Yeah. And really, and then if you're going to die, they just tell you, they're like, nothing we can do for you. The whole plan at this point would be to get the person out of space as quickly as possible. Well, that's just because the ISS is a, bit, is, is a bunch like a, like a Disney park. Nobody ever gets declared dead on <laughs> Disney property. <laughs> right. They put you in an ambulance no matter what. Right. Nobody dies on Disney property. Nobody dies on Disney property. A lot of astronauts have died in Orange County, just, yeah. like, uh, just like the Disney. Oh, he died, uh, he died 15 minutes after they landed of uh, <laughs> choking on a waffle. Yeah. What? what? Yeah, that doesn't he choked, sound right. Commander Tex Austin choked on a waffle. Why is there so much blood? Rip. <laughs> There's a lot of blood. That's crazy. That this is this is just reason 874. Not even 470. 874 not to go into space. Uh, it's something that I didn't think much about. I off. I thought that they must have had like a full on right. emergency medical kit. I didn't even think about this. No. Uh, guys, space. Still want to go? Still want to go? Does this change things for you? Yeah. Did you already know about this? Let don't, us know on Twitter. I'm Eddie Carboni. I'm Jeff Ganada. Uh, and you can hashtag those waffle. And uh, hey, y'all, you go into that store, you know the store. Uh, you talking about our store over at wehaveconcerns.com slash store? That's the one. That's a good one to go to. Oh, we got stuff. Yeah. You guys don't even know about the stuff, but you will. It's you good stuff. Go to the store and you'll find out about the stuff. Trust me. 